the Bears trading back twice inside the top 10, the Jets making a move for a quarterback, and a coaching trade. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. As you know, every Wednesday we talk about the latest mock draft over at the Draft Network. This one coming from Jamie Eisner, and there is chaos all over the place. We'll get into that here in just a second. But before we do, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, who remain your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. Everything from the NFL to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They feature live betting free contests and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And the focus that we're and we're going to talk to Jamie Eisner here in just a little bit. He's going to join the program. I get I ask him some pointed questions about his mock draft. We get into some conversations about how this offseason might play out. And I think, obviously, any conversation that we're going to have right now in reference to mock drafts is going to start with the number one overall pick. The Chicago Bears, as a result of a Houston Texans win in Week 18, now have the number one overall pick. And the question is, do they stand pat and pick a player? Do they stand pat and pick a quarterback and move on from Justin Fields? Or do they go out and make that that blockbuster trade? Do they get that King's ransom? Do they drop out of pick number one, get more picks, go for quantity, get out of the number one spot, clear the floor for an Indianapolis? for Las Vegas, for a Carolina, for any any number of teams that is interested in drafting a quarterback to move up to number one to get their pick, whether it's Bryce Young, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, whoever the case may be. Which path do they take? Well, that's going to determine how all of this plays out. Everyone makes the joke the Chicago Bears are now on the clock. Yes, they are, and they are going to dictate how the rest of this is going to go. They're going to dictate which quarterback is going to be playing in which city next season in, in, in many ways. If they stay if they stand, stand pat in that spot, then Houston's going to have their pick of whatever quarterback they want. If a team moves up to take a quarterback, well, now Houston is going to be the team left picking from what's left over. So they hold all of the cards here, and it is going to make uh, for a fantastic offseason. In this mock draft for uh, the Draft Network in his latest edition, Jamie has the Bears trading back not once, but twice, moving from one to four, and then from four to nine and getting a, a King's Ransom of picks in return. And that is the direction that I seem to love the most for the Chicago Bears. Create opportunity for yourself. Create the ability to not only get young players in the building, but also open yourself up for if a player becomes available, uh, like a DeAndre Hopkins, or if in next offseason a player becomes available and you feel you're better off, you're in a better spot in this rebuild that Ryan Poles is overseeing and you want to be able to use one of these picks that you've acquired because you wouldn't be just getting picks for 2023, you'd be getting some 2024 picks along in the deal as well, using those picks in the following year to go out and get a player. Create a lot of opportunity for yourself. Create the ability to strike when a player or a situation presents itself to make the Chicago Bears a better football team, and I think Ryan Pohl is going to evaluate all of those options and opportunities here in the offseason, but they hold all the cards. They are going to set the table for how all of this plays out, and for Jamie, it was as simple as the Chicago Bears get out of that spot, get a bunch of picks, still get a pretty good player, uh, and move on, but that's not the only thing Jamie did in his mock draft. Had a quarterback on the move in Derek Carr to the New York Jets, and had Sean Payton on the move as well, and he had him going to the Denver Broncos, but you'll hear in our conversation here in just a second, that's not the only team that he thinks could be interested uh, in 
in Sean Payton's services as a head coach for next season. So uh, my thoughts out of the way here on what this looks like. Let's talk to Jamie Eisner about his chaotic, eventful, fun, deep dive into his latest mock draft. Jamie, I consider you the resident agent of chaos over at TDN, and you have uh, dialed up the chaos here in your mock draft this week. And I talked a little bit about it on yesterday's show that it is time to turn the page to chaos season. We've got 18 picks locked in the NFL draft. The college football season's over. Draft season's in full swing. We can enter the chaos of this team should trade this pick to this team. These players should go here. We can do this. We can entertain this. And boy, did you bring the chaos in your mock draft this week. Jamie Eisner version 2.0 of your mock draft. It got spicy with number one. I will ask the question this way to you, and then we can dive into where it goes from here. You are the general manager of the Chicago Bears. I have appointed you, Jamie Eisner, GM of the Chicago Bears. Are you trading the number one overall pick? That's what you did in the mock draft. But would you actually do it? 100 times out of 100. So you're in. Uh, Yeah. King's ransom, get out of this spot. Even if you get like... I don't know, a prince's ransom. The reality of the situation is, is I I do not, I know there was going to be a lot of talk about Justin Fields. Do they trade Justin Fields? Jamie, hold on, Jamie. They should, they should reset the quarterback contract and draft Bryce Young number one overall and trade Justin Fields. That's what the internet tells me. The fun thing about that is if anybody knows anything about the history of quarterback play in Chicago, the fact that they had any glimmer of hope and might want to get rid of that is, is hilarious. But look, there is, there is merit to the discussion. I just don't think that's the best course of action. Now, you've appointed me the GM of the Chicago Bears, which is great because it's a 10-minute walk to the stadium, so that's even better. I've given but you that role, yes. I'm taking any reasonable offer for this pick, but again, it always depends on how far back you're going and, and whatnot. But if I'm going back to four or I'm going back to nine, I think right now we – you know, I did it both actually in my mock draft. I traded yes. it back twice, but I, I think we identify if we're going to pick teams in the top ten that could trade up for a quarterback. We're, we're looking at Indianapolis at four, and we're looking at Carolina at nine, right? If I get any reasonable offer, I think I do it, and I, I like Will Anderson a lot. I like Jalen Carter a lot. Neither one of those players is to me a quote unquote generational prospect that I go like I cannot move out of this pick. I must take this player. You need volume of picks. You need volume of players. And I think they have a lot of holes they need to fill. They have holes that they need to fill on the offensive line. They have holes they need to fill on the defensive line. They have holes they need to fill at the wide receiver group. Uh, you potentially have a hole at running back that you want to add to. You need – and not all these needs could, should, or will be addressed in free agency or the first round of this draft. So you need to get as much capital as humanly possible. You have been gifted – a great opportunity by what happened with the Houston Texans beating the Indianapolis Colts to not only be able to be in a trade back spot, which I would have traded back from number two, but to be in the catbird seat. Somebody's going to light. There's going to be a QB one that emerges, whether it's right now it's Bryce Young. I think there's a very strong chance it's Will Levis by the time we're sitting here three months from now. Somebody is going to open up in that spot and somebody is going to be desperate. You have teams behind you in Houston, in Seattle, in Carolina, in Indianapolis, in Las Vegas that all need quarterbacks. Somebody is going to get antsy. Somebody is going to have an owner that says you need to fix this right now, (coughs) Chris Ballard. And somebody is going to give up a ransom to get to that spot. To me, I will trade out of that spot. I'll take a Miles Murphy. I'll take a Tyree Wilson. I'll I'll take somebody of that caliber or, or go back. Maybe I'm taking a Paris Johnson. You know, whatever it might be, I would take one of those players and the hall of picks that I'm going to get in order to best position myself to to get this franchise in where it needs to be long term. 
it's a sliding scale, right? If you're going to move back to four, I don't think it's as big of a haul as maybe you're dropping down to seven if the Raiders call, uh, nine if the Panthers call. It's a sliding scale, right? The further down the order you are going to ultimately drop, I think the bigger the package becomes. But Jamie, to your point, you mentioned King's Ransom, Prince's Ransom. I think I would take a Court Jester's Ransom in this deal. As long as it netted me more picks and more opportunities to add talent around my team, the idea of Will Anderson, we'll just use him as the example. Will yeah. Anderson here on the on one side of the scale, and the other side of the scale is a Miles Murphy and a Tyree Wilson and a Paris Johnson Jr. and give me the player X end option because that's where the Bears are at. They are not a Will Anderson Jr. away from winning this division, being a playoff team, turning things around. They're three and fourteen for a reason. Yes. And let's put some names to this, Chris, because I think it helps understand and underscore the point that we're making. Let's just talk about some of the names that, by the way, you can read this now on the draftnetwork.com. There's my cheap plug uh, that they make this move back. They get Miles Murphy. They end up moving all the way back to nine. They trade back twice. They get Miles Murphy. The two extra picks they get in the second round, they spend on Jalen Duncan, a potential starting offensive tackle for them, and Josh Downs, a wide receiver that's going to start for them. So we addressed one of our offensive line needs. We got a edge player and we got a wide receiver. We checked three boxes of the main needs that we had by trading back. And we have an additional mid-round pick and we have a pick next year in next year's draft. What does that next year's draft pick become? Is it a Marvin Harrison Jr.? Is it a Brock Bowers? Or, it, it, or you know, is it, it dangled to get a disgruntled player on another team that becomes available and you now have the extra draft capital to go out and make that trade? Correct. That's why this thing makes the most sense to me. Do you take one of these picks, whether it's first-round pick, do you trade for DeAndre Hopkins? That That's what we learned last night. We've been speculating it, but that the reports that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be on the trade market. What if T. Higgins can't get the contract he wants in Cincinnati? Can you make that trade? Like, there's a lot of possibility. Devontae Adams says he's fine right now, but will he be fine? And will he be fine during the season? Like, there are a lot of things that you can do right now. Oh, and by the way, and even if you want to talk about – you want to add some pieces later on, I would not be shocked if a guy like Alvin Kamara gets traded midseason next year. I'm not necessarily saying that it's a move that I would make if, I, if I'm – Chicago, but if I'm looking up, things are going well. I want to add another piece, a pass catching running back that can help. You you open yourself up a lot of options by having these picks. And to me, you're talking about dropping from a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter to a Tyree Wilson or a Miles Murphy right now. That is a drop that is not insignificant. I'm not pretending those are the exact same caliber of players with the information we have now. But think of everything else you get on top of that. Create opportunity for yourself. It is what the Philadelphia Eagles have done over the last couple of years. They've created opportunity. They had an opportunity with two first-round picks to trade one of them for A.J. Brown and still keep themselves in a position to pick in the first round. They set themselves up to have two first-round picks this year. Not comparing the Bears to the Eagles from a talent and roster perspective, but from a philosophical, organizational, this is the way we should approach things, that's the model. Give yourself multiple swings at the bat. Give yourself the opportunity to where, let's say, let me give you a perfect example, Jamie. Did anybody sitting here on January 10th, 2022, think Tyreek Hill would become available? Did anybody think that was going to nope. be the case? But no, but, but he was available. And teams that had additional draft capital, Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, they became able to be in the mix because they had additional resources at their disposal. Put yourself in that situation. Give yourself an opportunity to get young players in the door, but also give yourself flexibility down the road. So that's the Chicago Bears part of this. You had them trading back twice. You, agent of chaos, there's two more pieces of this here in this mock draft that I want to talk about. 
the Raiders. Do you think it is more likely than not that Derek Carr gets traded to a new team rather than getting cut? Because those are, I think, the two scenarios that we have here in front of us before that February 15th deadline. He's either going to get traded or get cut. In this scenario, you have him getting traded to the New York Jets. Yeah, I, I do think he ends up getting traded. Uh, and, and this is a deal we'll obviously know about well before draft night. Uh, we'll, we'll know what the details are of this. I, I think it's a complete loss for the Raiders if they have to cut him. I understand why. I understand their concerns. But you can't let a guy like Derek. Derek Carr will get you draft capital. Derek Carr will get you at worst the second round pick, if not more. Like you can't let that player walk out of your door for nothing, especially when it's a quarterback, especially when you need all the help you can get. This is another team that has a lot of holes that they have to fill and they need a lot of players to fill them. You got to get something for him. He hasn't been bad enough that you can overcome the, the PR hit of a cut, in my opinion. Like you have to get some sort of value out of Derek Carr. One way or the other, I know you've you've discussed before the possibilities of you know them coming to some agreement with Derek Carr about the guarantees he has in his contract and when they vest and all this other stuff. But uh, I think a deal ends up getting done, and it could be really interesting because he is likely to be the first quarterback that is dealt. We're not going to know what's going on with Tom Brady yet. We're not going to know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers yet. We're not going to know. If the necessarily if the Bears have traded out of the first pick to somebody for a rookie, we're not going to know about pro days. We're not going to know about all of these things yet. We're Lamar not going to know Jackson, if Stafford goes, Geno Smith, or Lamar Jackson, Jimmy or Geno Smith, or Zach Wilson, all these names. Like Derek Carr looks like he could be the first domino to go, which I actually think would be interesting because it'll allow a lot of teams to be in on this conversation. Because I don't think anybody wants to be the last one at the dance and not have a dance partner. And if they have the opportunity to get Derek Carr and they're interested in it. They're going to get the first crack at it without having to know anything else. Oh, and by the way, if you can convince Derek Carr that you're the only place he wants to go, it's pretty good leverage because he's the one that has the full no trade clause. If he says, I'm only going to the Jets or I'm only going to this, changes the game for you a little bit and actually allows you to get a little bit of a discount on the trademark. It is what allowed the deal to happen with Tyreek Hill. I keep bringing him up, but the reason why Miami and the Jets put submitted different offers, it's because he only wanted to go to Miami. He didn't really want to go to the Jets. It allowed Miami to pay a different price than the New York Jets did. That's the way that this is going to play out. I'm on record yesterday's show. I kind of set the table for what this what this offseason, I think, is going to look like with quarterbacks, with coaching, with the draft, with all of the chaos that I think we're going to see. And I'm on record saying that I think this is going to be even more chaotic and even more newsworthy than last year's offseason was. And part of the reason why I think so, Jamie, is one of the other things that you have in this mock draft. We'll talk about this, and then I'll get your overall thoughts on the mock. You have a coaching trade here in the first round of your mock draft. You have Sean Payton on the move for a trade package that includes a first-round pick. It's part of the reason why I think we are in for a very, very eventful and newsworthy offseason. There's a lot that could happen here over not just the next three months, over the next three weeks, this stuff yes. could materialize very, very quickly. Uh, your thoughts, again, I asked the same thing about the Bears thing. Do you think Sean Payton ultimately does go someplace else and the compensation, that part of it, how do you see that playing out? I, I do think he goes someplace else. I do think he warrants at least a first-round pick back to the Saints in a trade. I gave him to Denver here. I'm not necessarily convinced that that's the spot. That's just the first group of people that he's talking to openly talking to um we i'm sure based on everything else that he is talking to multiple groups there uh he, he is such an interesting case because it's going to be chaotic either way but i think it could even get crazier like walk with me on this journey chris oh agent what of chaos if, i'll walk with you 
What happens if Dallas loses to the Buccaneers on the wild card on super wild card Please. weekend? Um, Are we so convinced I, if Sean Payton goes to Jerry Jones and says, I want to be the head coach for your football team? Are we convinced that Jerry Jones will sit there in that scenario and say, no, my guy, I got Mike, he's my guy? Are I we mean, convinced? I will say, we, we weren't convinced that he was going to come back a year ago with the way that their season ended. And if this if this season ends in what would be a disappointment going out in the first round, you're you know, I know it's a road game, but it's Tampa, a team that's 8-9, hasn't played particularly well. But it's a we team that they've lost to, and a team that Dak played horribly against. We we also know that Jerry loves to make a splash. He's not afraid to make noise. He's not afraid to make a big move when he feels it's in the best interest of the team or just when he wants to do something. I, you know what, Jamie? I, I don't hate the thought. It is certainly a possibility that if they lose, and, and they lose in embarrassing fashion too, I'll add that caveat to it. They lose by multiple scores, and they're not really competitive in the game late. That's going to be even more. It's going to make the noise even larger for them to move on. Because it's not just Jerry. I don't know how many Dallas fans are really signed up on board with the Mike McCarthy bandwagon either, right? So yeah. th- there, there's going to be some pressure there. And if that plays out, yeah, throw another team into the mix. And then there's, you know, Dallas's trade picks then become, you know, dangled out there as well. So yeah, I, I think that's certainly a possibility. Chris, what happens if on Super Wild Card Weekend that the Dolphins go to Buffalo, get their doors blown off? Sean Payton goes to Stephen Ross and says, I want to be your head coach. I know you saw. I know you just hired this guy last year. I know he's but had were, to deal with the quarterback. But you issues. were trying to hire me. You were trying to Remember hire you, me. I you know wanted you to hire were. me. I'm ready. I'm ready, Stephen. Bring me in. So these are two playoff teams. Now we're not even talking about Denver. We're not even talking about Indianapolis. We're not even talking about these other teams. Oh, what if a mystery team? What if Sean Payton? I know we talked a lot about Caleb Williams, but what if he really likes Justin Fields? What if he really likes Bryce Young? What if he goes to to Ryan Poles and the Bears and says, I want to be your coach? I don't think we've even scratched the surface of the chaos that could be in the Sean Payton sweepstakes. We've got we've got the very early stuff. We've got, okay, Denver fired their coach first, first of the groups that we're talking about right now. Going to interview with them. I'm going to meet with Mr. Walmart himself here on January 17th, and we're going to have all these conversations and pretend like we haven't been talking for all this time. He's doing that now. But like all these other teams, like again, we could be talking a week from now and Dallas and Miami could be involved in this conversation. Carolina could be in this conversation. Uh, Mystery Team X could be involved in this conversation. Like I, I would not rule anything out in the Sean in the Sean Payton sweepstakes right now. And the reason why it becomes so eventful is this is not just a head, this is not just Jim Harbaugh returning to the NFL coaching ranks and being the head coach of a team. Any team that's going to get Sean Payton as their next head coach is going to give up at least one first round pick in a deal to get Sean Payton. That has ramifications. It has ramifications on what that team's draft strategy then becomes from that that perspective. Now armed with two picks, does that team uh, do, do the Saints now move up to get somebody? Like there are, there's a lot at play here that could very easily play itself out here as this chaos moves on. Uh, Jamie, I'll I'll end with this. I will end with this question for you as we talk about your mock draft, which now I believe at this point, by the time everyone is listening to to this uh, podcast, round two is up. Yes. Your favorite round two 
player team fit. I'm putting you on the spot here. I know I saw the look in your eye as I did this. Because I, I just closed the spreadsheet with it. So let wow. me let me pull it back up yet. Okay. Not, I, yeah, I, I want to I give you a real answer. Sure. Now we got through your we got through the notable things in the first round. You have two trade backs, you have Derek Carr on the move, you have Sean Payton on the move. That that's the big takeaway from round one. Round yes. two, now the dust has settled, players are coming off the board. What player team fit do you love the most that you were able to put together in the way that this played out? Man, there's like three that stand out to me. You know what? Give one. me all three. Give me all okay. three. The three that stand out to me, I think Lucas Van Ness to the Saints is a big one. Uh, I, I think he's been comp to Trey Hendrickson, and I think that's exactly what the Saints need to add uh, to their defensive front. Uh, Chris, for you, uh, I know you might not think this is a need right now, and DJ Reed has played really well, uh, but I think long-term, DJ Turner to the Jets is a pick I love a lot. I, I think the potential two, three, four years from now of Sauce and DJ Turner can be – can compete to be the best cornerback duo uh, in the NFL, potentially. Uh, uh, you, so. you traded for Derek Carr in the first round for the New York Jets. You could do whatever you want after yeah, that. I'm I got happy. Carr and I got you another corner. Uh, but the one I really like is Dalton Kincaid to the Packers. I think they need... Oh, I hate how much I like that. I hate how much I like that. everybody's talking about like wide receivers. And, and look, they, they could... They could go with one early in the first round, but they haven't statistically. I think they like what they got from Christian Watson. They like what they got from Romeo Dobbs. What about a a really strong pass-catching tight end that can a little bit do it all on the offense? Robert Tunyon hasn't really been that consistently. His contract is expiring. You know, Dalton Kincaid, I think, could make a major impact, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love or somebody else to be determined that's the Packers quarterback next year. I think he could have a really strong year one role for him. This is a really fun tight end class. I love that pick a lot. Uh, Jamie, what I appreciate the most about your mock draft is one, it creates a little uh, uncertainty, creates a little chaos. It, it brings out some of the, the the best of draft season, but also I think it underscores the point that there is a lot that is going to change here over the next three months and entertaining these wild possibilities is always a little bit of a fun thought exercise because again, I think the possibilities are truly endless where we sit right now. So Jamie, appreciate you giving the show a couple of minutes here to talk about uh, your chaotic mock draft. Happy to do it. Appreciate Jamie giving us a few minutes here on the show to talk about his mock draft. And again, I think this just sets the stage for what is going to be a very fun and eventful offseason for us here uh, as NFL football fans. You guys know the drill. We'll be covering it here uh, from all the different angles on this show every single day of the week. Thanks to you for making this show a part of your day. Rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling friends, family, coworkers, loved ones, whatever the case may be, we greatly do appreciate it here. Uh, thanks to Ben Online for their continued support of the podcast. Everybody, make it a great rest of your Wednesday. I will talk to you all tomorrow.